everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from a little too hot Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, people are coming for Jesus. They, like, <laughs> they are just hell-bent on getting, well, people are coming for white Jesus. Oh, right. they don't like that guy anymore. And he we're is, gonna, uh, yeah. And we're going to talk about Persona non grata. Yeah. And certain implications about, you know, white what supremacy it, and what it means. All that. What it all means. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We shall see. But coming up first. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a survey. Oh, a you love a good survey. From, taken by the American Enterprise Institute. Mm-hmm. has shown that uh, 64% of American churchgoers uh, were somewhat uncomfortable or very uncomfortable with attending in-person worship. 64%? 64%. In fact, what they found was basically only one group is gung-ho on going back to church, and that's uh, white evangelicals. <laughs> right. No surprise there if you no. follow the news. No. Um, yeah, the, if you add up their somewhat comfortables and their very comfortables, it's uh, 61% of them are all about it. Uh, wow. 34% of them are very comfortable with going back to church. Yeah, because <laughs> they because not only do they get to uh, engage in the worship that is so important to them, mm-hmm. But also they get to pwn the libs. <laughs> Show us uh, what idiots we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So apparently uh, even those who reported that their congregations offer, actually offered in-person worship last week, um, 56% of respondents said they chose not to go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, obviously, like, one of the sort of hot spots repeatedly everywhere this the COVID is, it seems like churches just keep popping up. Like, that was one of the first stories coming out of South Korea, right? Was that yeah. there was a church, uh, like a, a crazy culty church, but nonetheless. What, I think that's all they of, have. <laughs> <laughs> probably um but that was one of the the hot spots and that that was one yeah. of the, the big spreaders of, of covid19 um and obviously we're seeing that in the united states we're we're, we're just seeing it right like this is obvious right. uh it, th- these are the kinds of places that people who care about their health and their community's health should be staying away from and yeah. a lot of christians actually do agree with that depending on their denomination um if you look at black protestants uh and add their numbers up 68 percent are either somewhat uncomfortable or very uncomfortable good um, for them well yeah because it's it, because this thing is killing them in disproportionate numbers so yeah I can, absolutely i can see why um hispanic catholics Seventy three percent are are on the uncomfortable side. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a um, that's a number. That and, means something. Yeah. And your white mainline Protestants, it's sixty three percent. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm you know, I was yeah. talking to my mom. Uh, hi, mom. If you're listening, uh, the other day, and she was saying that you know she attends a. Uh, Free or often attends an Anglican, a Canadian Anglican church. Mm. 
she goes there mostly for the for the uh for the free coffee, I think. Anyway, uh <laughs> and so, the music. Doesn't she really like the music? Yeah, no, the... she it's 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 the camaraderie and the people. Yeah. She loves the people there. And hmm. I don't blame her for that at all. Anywho, she said that they're not gonna be going until like late in the fall at the earliest. Oh really? Oh yeah. fantastic. That's not even an option. So I I mean they're I, they're doing it right up there. I don't know about what what the Anglicans are doing down here, but well, you know, like yeah. I guess they're Episcopal here, so Yeah. Definitely not Anglican. <laughs> we broke off from that country, Diane. Yeah, exactly. And so, anyway. Um yeah, I just think it's it's kind of in- interesting um to contemplate re- where people's this it raises an interesting thing, right? Like it does ask people where their priorities are, right? Um, right. And this is something that is really supposedly really important to them going to church, right? Right. And and their belief in God and one of the things that their God requires of them is to be active participants in their religious community. I would assume that's why they go, right? Right. And um, because why? Like honestly, I mean, God bless your mother and everything. Um, I, I guess friends get you there, right? Like I guess yeah. that's one reason, but. Most people, I think, are trying to earn points in heaven, right? Sure. Um, and so, anyway, where was my where was my point? Where was my point? That's your, that's the new memoir. That's the title of your <laughs> memoir now. I I don't lose it that often. Um, so my point is that um, you know when when you look at where these where people are putting their priorities, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. It they're having to do this balancing act between their health and God. Right. right? And, the, uh, and their, and, their and, temporal needs are for most people. They're proving, they're proving that they are actually rational actors. They're choosing their health. They're choosing the tangible. They're choosing what is right in front of them over what the, I mean, the evangelicals are actually the good Christians. They're the good believers right. in this in this game, right? They're well, actually I, the good ones because they're not letting some dumb disease get in the way. Their God demands it of them, and they're going and they're doing it. Yeah, if and if they die, they they go to heaven, and and what it's could God's be better? will, right? And yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that quote yeah. in in me. Well, I haven't. It's in articles I've read, I've seen that quote where people are just like, they're like, yeah, you know, like if I get yeah. it, it's God's will. God's will yeah. be done. You know, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty stupid. I, but they're the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. They're it's the true. ones God wants. Right. Well, I mean, as is so often the case in these, in, in these situations, it's like, yes, the bad thing is the more Christian thing. It's just that that's not that's not something to be proud right. of. The that's people a, with the more broken brains are right. the more Christian. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you take any of Christianity to its logical conclusion, you're not gonna like what you see. <laughs> it doesn't end up well for you. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna take us to uh, so. R- Recently, you you know the name Dr. Fauci, um, mm-hmm. 
who is Anthony Fauci, the yeah. uh, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases here in these United States, yeah. which I'm surprised he's still the director of. It's kind of shocking that he hasn't been fired yet for actually saying the truth about and trying to be a reasonable voice in this pandemic. Well, he pulls um, better than Trump, so... Well, that right there is enough for firing. That's worth a firing right there. Um, anywho, yeah, so he was apparently speaking uh, to a, a group. I don't remember who. Or maybe it was on CNN. I think he was on, he was on CNN. And he was just really disappointed in uh, what's happening in this country, as he should be. Uh, and he said one of the he said, quote, one of the problems we face in the United States is that unfortunately there is a combination of an anti-science bias that people are for reasons that sometimes are, you know, inconceivable and not understandable. They just don't believe science and they don't believe authority. Uh, he went on to say that uh, and I, I quibble with this wording. I don't like this wording. But he said that this was all unfortunate because, you know, science is truth. Now, science isn't truth. Science is the pursuit of truth. Uh, but it is certainly a closer shot at truth than, oh, I don't know, religion. And that's, but of course, religion's who's going to take issue with, uh, with Dr. Fauci's uh, statement. And that's where we get... Enter Franklin Graham. <laughs> Are you still there, by the way? Yes, I am. I just was worried suddenly that I had lost you because you were... Uh, I'm listening, Dan. Ab abnormally silent. Anyway, okay. <laughs> we'll go on. Enter into the fray Franklin Graham. Oh, no. <laughs> son of Billy, uh, who has to make himself relevant somehow other than being the son of somebody. <laughs> And decided to to jump onto Facebook and say and, and let us all know how wrong uh, Dr. Fauci was, because <laughs> quote science isn't truth, God is. Yeah, right. he uh, he had a whole bunch of things to say about uh, about how if science has or if America has an anti-science bias, uh, <laughs> it's because. Science keeps changing its mind, man. So how are we supposed to trust it? Which is hilarious because that's exactly what makes science credible. Is that every time new information comes in, it figures out that, oh, we have to reformulate and change our mind. Exactly. Whereas, in sharp contrast, what Graham goes after is what he loves is the Bible, which doesn't change its mind ever and is wrong all of the times. <laughs> it's just currently wrong, and then was wrong, and will continue to be wrong, and that kind of consistency is what he's looking for. Uh, some people, though, that's what they like. Yeah. That cons you know, that that rock, you know. Yeah. He, uh, he, did the, he did an amazing thing where he said, let me see if I can find the quote, because he was talking about uh science and how it works and 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 why it's hard to believe uh he uh let's see oh here we go he said as an example the early imperial college london cor coronavirus model has since proven wrong 
and disputes continue today between experts about the model, the model used more recently in the U.S. Mm. And, <laughs> sorry, I can't even make this transition. I, he pivots so hard here, I almost died. Here we go. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back a little bit and I'll try and ramp up to this transition again. We'll try it. We'll see if I can make it happen. Uh, let's see. Uh, disputes continue today between experts about the model used more recently in the U.S. And man did not evolve from apes or tadpoles, as many scientists say. <laughs> That's just not true. God created man and woman, as the Bible says. Uh, what are you talking about, Franklin Graham? <laughs> he just throws that one. He just sneaks that one in there. Yeah. I, just, I was like, wow, you, you, that was a hell of a pivot. <laughs> anyway, yeah, science does change its mind. It's true. Uh, yeah. The second they get better information, boy. Yep. And I, just, I, I bet you anything that you're going to like that cancer treatment that they have today versus <laughs> the cancer treatment they had 10 years ago or right. 20 years ago. Right. right. Like, and, and, and 20 years and, from and now, when be, they change their mind about that one, you'll like that one you'll too. You'll like the new one, right? <laughs> Hence. <laughs> yeah. Just there some go, consistency. Man. That's all we're asking for. Just yep. stop changing. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, golly gee. Well, Dan, yeah, I I've got uh, a story here that uh, actually is surprising if you put it in the context of um, a religion, okay, and uh, their response to what's going on in the world at the moment. It, it it I I it's kind of almost shocking when you look at our current situation. But oh, okay. Saudi Saudi uh, Saudi Arabia, yes, right, um, has not canceled Hajj this year that's the the annual pilgrimage to mecca right uh, that that every muslim is required to do at some point in their life um they they're not canceling it but because of the coronavirus they're only allowing quote very limited numbers of people wow. to that will be allowed to actually uh, perform the, the the pilgrimage and all of its little you know rites and everything that that you do. It is cuckoo crazy town, and you should look up some video footage of it if 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 you ever get the chance there, people. But um, of Hajj, of Hajj, yeah, it's like yeah. it's crazy shit. Um, I yeah. mean, at one point they're throwing stones at a wall that represents Satan. <laughs> I mean, you know, and it's I a, love that moment. <laughs> Fuck you, wall, <laughs> and running back and forth in this like covered it, well what used to not be covered but it's this path between one place and another and they have to run back and forth and it's like a long distance because you know supposedly muhammad did that right um, it's, the, it's the world's dumbest game of tag and and the saudi government has actually like built up a lot of infrastructure to facilitate all of their crazy activities and in this part they have this sort of long covered uh, colonnade thing with ceiling fans this entire stretch of the way trying to create some breeze for these poor f fuckers who are running right. back and forth in possibly very very hot uh, and very likely very hot uh, circumstances but anyway yeah. um, they're only going to so basically you already have to be residing in the country in order to right. participate uh, this year which you know they do have a lot of uh, nationalities i guess represented already in saudi arabia so it's not going to not be have like an international flavor but it will <laughs> um uh be very limited and you know like 
there you have it. Like this is the first time um, in 90 years of the Saudi government as it currently stands um, that uh, they've ever canceled the Hajj or they've ever gotten that's, in the way of it. I don't know amazing. historically if there's ever been a year uh, when when Hajj did not happen because of whatever was going on in the world. Right. Um, it's one of the five pillars of Islam. Like yeah. going, like this doing this whole huge. Mecca thing is a big deal. It is a big 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 deal so um and it is normally a mob scene this year it will not be and but but anyway like they're they're looking at the the risk and they're like no this isn't gonna happen we're not letting people in we're not gonna let because could you imagine oh my god well it's like the, it's, it's it's millions, like millions of people, people descend on this tiny town because no, Mecca's not a no, big city. No, no way to social distance in any way, shape, or form. The largest, um, uh, what do you call it, um, mosque in all of Islam is there. And the thing is fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. Like I think they have like a like an actual like emergency hospital emergency room in the middle of it somewhere. Oh, probably. Um, because like, you know, with that many people ever congregating in one area... Someone's going to have a heart attack or somebody's yeah. going to hurt themselves or somebody's appendix is going to like, it's just statistically like real shit always happens during Hajj. Right. And, uh, and so they've just, they've fucking built the whole thing out and it's insane. So, so good. I, I, you know, good on you, Saudi Arabia. You did one thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's great. Uh, I'm going to tell us uh, now a story about Muslims here in these United States. Oh yeah, and actually Muslims doing a nice thing too. So what? there's a what is, there's what, a are we what pro is happening Muslim? in the world? <laughs> are we pro Islam <laughs> all of a sudden? I know we're we're very yes we're this I mean it's, it is the editorial position of this show that Muslims <laughs> are good. Uh, no, so there's a uh, a group called the uh, the All Muslim Association of America. That apparently is trying to, uh, they own, uh, uh, they're based in uh, Virginia. And they own a cemetery there. So that's nice. And it's just a Muslim cemetery. And and they actually, like, try to help get good, you know, get Muslim compliant burials for people who can't afford them. For Muslims Ah, who can't afford them. Uh, which is fine. I have no, I have no problem with that. Uh, they are, however, running out of space in that particular cemetery. So in May of 2015, they purchased uh, another 45 acres in uh, in Stafford County for so that they could have a new cemetery. Hmm. Now uh, the county's cemetery ordinances were totally uh in line they made sure that they dotted all their cues and crossed all their eyes and uh they uh so everything was fine everything was zoned properly and whatever but the following year uh just as the other uh cemetery was running out of plots the uh the county amended one of their ordinances to say that they were no longer in compliance they basically changed the ordinance and made it so that cemeteries, uh, you couldn't have a cemetery within 900 feet 
of private wells, reservoirs, or streams that drain into reservoirs, and pretty much all of the newly of the of the land that they bought was within 900 feet. Oh, so they did it specifically, mind you. That's at least nine times the distance that the Virginia Department of Health requires. Oh, they're just being extra careful. Right. Yes, they indeed. They really are concerned about their, their water. Yeah, they don't, they don't want body parts floating up oh. in somebody's well. Because <laughs> that yes. happens all the time. Yeah, that, because that's the danger. Right, you get a you get a some Muslim finger popping up in your drink. So better not be uh, so, alcoholic, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, now the U.S. Department of Justice is, has filed a lawsuit against the county hmm. uh, for imposing for quote imposing restrictive zoning requirements. Okay. Just so you know, it's nice that the the bias isn't. The bias in this country isn't just racial. It's also against, you know, <laughs> religions. We, we, we do good uh, here at bias. Yeah. Yeah. But don't you think sometimes when it, I mean, it's, it's basically racist. Racism. Oh, it's mostly racism. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, they definitely, definitely, I mean, while they hate people of color, they really also, I, I mean, people of color who believe in the wrong the, who use the wrong name for the exact same God, they hate those guys the most. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty true. Oh, goodness, Dan. I've got yeah. some good news. More? More wow, good news. This, our Can show is all it? sweetness and light this We're, week. And in this world, Dan, it's really important <laughs> that we... I could use it, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, one of uh, the largest uh, conversion therapy groups in the country has announced that they are disbanding oh uh it's the hope for wholeness group this is the one that was actually uh headed by mccray game um who uh came out he sort of stepped down a couple years ago from oh, right from uh, his position as director of hope for wholeness and uh, or wholeness and he was the founder of the thing and everything um he uh, he ended up denouncing the group, came out as gay, blah de, blah de, blah de, blah. Um, so that's this group. And well, apparently they've had a hard time finding anybody else to really run the thing with the same sort of fervor uh, and self-hatred as... Right. Uh, as uh, you Mc need a Mc healthy portion of, of self-loathing to <laughs> do, do that shit. You do. <laughs> like like to, to like dedicate your life to it, mm, there's a good chance that there's there's something that led you there. Right. Yeah. It's not just, yeah. you know, um, your concern for the game. No, no, no. I'll, I'll prove myself to you someday, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you you end up uh, espousing all these horrible, horrible practices. Right. Like, yeah, like, you end up torturing people, torturing and like and like making the craziest recommendations for like how to like, you know, be a man right like you need yeah. you need to ride a motorcycle you need to r play sports you yeah. know and it's like really like that's <laughs> is that what all straight men do yeah right no you need you know? to what you I need mean, to do is look at porn of women that's what you need well they should be rec that would be a better recommendation i'm pretty but, sure some of them do oh, even the kidding. christian ones i'm no. pretty sure they i'm pretty do? sure sometimes so 
terrible recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, the, the board got together, looked at their finances, uh, looked at sort of just their general situation, lack of interest, et cetera. You know, also probably right. the fact that they're like the board of a hate group. Yeah. Um, and they've decided to uh, dismantle the organization. They're going to give all the money over to another uh, um, ex-gay ministry thing. And, uh, and and hopefully in a few years that the leader of that group will come out as gay. Right, um, and then that group will have a, a, a hard time. Uh, yeah, the next group that's getting the money is uh, it's called Abba's Delight, or what? Abba's Abba's Delight. <laughs> no, would you think that that would be a very very pro gay <laughs> organization? That's how they lure you in. You're like, right. I like Abba. I like Abba. They've got, they've got Waterloo playing out in the lobby, and you you feel safe. <laughs> That they... can't be this. This I now don't believe this article. I re- when I read it, when I read it earlier, it was Abba in my head, and then I was like, "No, wait, that's Abba." Um, <laughs> located in Louisville, Kentucky, um, and uh, yeah, they they quote deal with unwanted same gender attractions. Oh, and good luck, everybody. Yep. You're, it, I mean, just because it's never worked before doesn't mean it can't work this time. <laughs> that should be their, their motto. <laughs> Maybe you're the lucky one. Maybe you're the guy. Come <laughs> on in. Let's try some torture on, see how it fits. <sighs> oh, oh good Lord. Okay, well, I, I'm going to close this out uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, where uh, the editor of the local paper, the Nashville Tennessean, uh, mm. is in a bit of hot water and a bit of a tizzy over <laughs> an ad, a full-page ad that ran in their in their paper uh, that apparently got by a whole bunch of people bef- and just ran uh, and maybe possibly shouldn't have run. This ad was placed by a uh, an offshoot of Seventh-day Adventists, and boy, when they offshoot, they offshoot hard. <laughs> Wasn't wasn't the Branch Davidians a Seventh Day Adventist offshoot? They were, yeah. Woo, you got to look out for those guys. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this uh, this ad from the quote "Future for America," which is which calls themselves a prophecy ministry, uh, and they're oh, based God. in Arkansas. They uh, they ran an ad featuring a uh, an image of the Pope and Donald Trump in front of an American flag. So you know things are going well already. <laughs> and it had a shit ton of text talking about how everything is going to blow up in the next little bit. It's uh they they they're doing some prophesying culminating in and you know they they quoted some bible verses and and uh and they said that Trump would be the last president of the United States. Oh god. Uh, and that Trump's uh f- Trump's trouble with the Democrats was predicted in the Bible, which, really? I mean, boy, you mean to say you found a, a, a Bible uh, verse that has to do with politicians clashing with the other side of the aisle? Amazing. Good job. <laughs> Pretty impressive stuff. But the real prophecy, the real, the amazing one is that next month, 
18, the 18th of July in this in the year of our Lord 20 and 20, Islam is going to just Islam, uh, okay. not not any specific group, but the entire religion of Islam <laughs> is going to detonate a nuclear device in Nashville, Tennessee. Wow! So, Why Nashville? Do they say? Uh, you know, it just looks like it would blow up pretty. <laughs> I have no idea why Nashville. I, they don't like the, country music. Right? <laughs> because people in Arkansas needed to come up with the idea, with, with, with an ideal target, and they all they could do was look left and look right, and they were like, Oklahoma? Nah. Let's go the other direction. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. So, weird. There you go. Uh, let's all let's all wait and pray, uh, and hopefully, you know, you know, you can't stop a prophecy from coming true, because it's because no. uh, oh, no. because that's the Lord telling you something's going to happen. So, well, and, and when it doesn't come true, that's when the real test begins. Right, right, and it's well, every single time. Well, I mean, in this case, what they'll do is they'll rejoice. Our ad in the paper worked. We prevented it from happening by running an ad in the Nashville, Tennessean. We did it. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, it, I, I, are they going to gather? I want to know if they're going to gather. If, is there a good place to view a, an atomic blast some, in Nashville? Is there a, uh, a, a, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I surely I just surely. I I love it. I cannot tell you how much I love it when they make a big bold prediction like this. It is my favorite thing. Well, that's how uh, you get a little bit of attention, right? Like yeah, because well, I, mean, I mean, if you're a these prophet guys did, and like, you're just you may, like you know uh, you know oh, the price of avocados is going to go up, right? right. Like that's that's not going to get you no. anywhere. Right. No, you got you got to go big and you got to go, go hard. Yeah, and you know Seventh Day Adventists, they're used to they they know how uh, like their whole thing started when a guy predicted the end of the world and then it it ain't come. And so, it started a whole thing. And it started a whole thing. So someone was wrong <laughs> wholesale, and people were like, "Yep, this is the guy. This this, is, this movement. This is the one." This one has some stuff he, going I for mean, it. I mean, he was wrong, but he like he had some panache wrong. He just he wrong. forgot to carry the two. It's not his fault. <laughs> it's it's hard. Math is hard. Biblical math is the hardest kind of uh, math. Really advanced, like really so, advanced stuff. Anyway, uh, I'm looking. F I I you know I hope Nashville's okay. I hope that they'll be fine. The uh, the uh, editor of the paper said that uh, they're he's he, he doesn't want that to happen again. But I just think it's great. A nuclear I think, bomb. It, right. Like, no, really, it's, it's, the, uh, the world just the can't ad. handle. Oh, okay. The ad itself. I want, I, but I say more. Do more of these ads. Pre make bold predictions. Spend your money telling us about it. I want to see it. Because look, you say that like <laughs> if you want to get publicity, you, you, you make the big prediction. They didn't just make the big prediction. They bought the publicity. They actually paid for the publicity for it. So yeah, that's true. Huh? I I don't even know what they're doing, but uh, but we'll see. July eighteenth. Look for it. Oh, that's just uh, coming up. Don't don't go don't go to Nashville. That, see, I love the short timetable. 
Oh, I that's love like it. That's like the yeah. best, the best, like wishful thinking in the world, right? Yeah. When, when when these guys are like, yeah, it's coming up in just a few weeks. Yeah. Coming up in a month now, right? Like exactly. Okay, let let's let's all gather round and watch you be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. Can we can we be there and videotape your response, your reaction to when this does they, or does not happen? They better be live streaming the damn thing. Oh, they better be. <laughs> I, let's write to them. Let's everybody start a write-in campaign. Find out who these people where, are where and we email them. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, there is a oh, I, actually, you know what? I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the uh, the uh, the web page so that you can all go there. Midnightcry.news. I don't know what that means, but go ahead and go to midnightcry.news, and uh, and then and, and then you can uh, you can learn more and maybe you can send them an email saying please please live stream this <laughs> and point it at faces. Yeah. We need to see the look on your face when this does and or does not happen. Either your face melting off. Well, they, they or, won't be. They'll, they'll be safely tucked away in Arkansas. They're, they're, they're oh, safe. They're, in Ar they're not. Oh, they're not going to go watch it. Well, maybe they will. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, it seems like they wouldn't go toward a nuclear blast. That seems that seems like the place you don't want to be <laughs> is my guess. Anyway, uh, listen, if you guys if you guys do decide to write into them, let us know how they respond. You can tell us anything you need to tell us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click the like button. You won't regret it. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Also, find us on Twitter at TGIA Atheist. Hey, Dan. Hey! You know, sometimes it is possible to be incredibly right about something. <laughs> well, like, like yeah. you, you, ha you, you have, you, you have all, you have your source of, of, of information and you're, you've got it all worked out. You have it all figured out. Uh, but you're completely wrong. And I'm well, talking, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm talking specifically uh, in this case about one Mr. Scott Lively who you might re you might recognize that name everybody uh that's uh one of the guys who was behind uh uganda's uh kill the gays bill back in uh yeah. what probably about six ish years ago yeah. uh that criminalized homosexuality you know uh with the death penalty in uganda it was horrible um well anyway you know he likes to get online and talk we all do right um <laughs> <laughs> Considering, yeah, every 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 third person in America has two podcasts. Yeah, we all get like to get online and talk. Anyway, and he's sitting here. He's talking with his buddy, uh, one Mister. What's his name? Richard May. Richard um, May. And both uh, handsome devils. Oh yeah. Uh, this they, is on their 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 breaking news Bible study. That's the name of the show. <laughs> breaking so, news Bible yeah. study. <clears throat> Let's hear what they have to say.
For me, the, the, the Bible is clear that slavery is, is an unfortunate event, but so are bad kings and wars and famines, and that right. it's not something to lose your mind over. Right. Well, that's, that's true. And, and people find themselves in, you know, look, my father was very severely mentally ill. You know, my family yeah. was destroyed by his behavior. Now, I could spend the rest of my life sitting in a chair and crying about what a terrible, uh, you know, lot I got in life. But I didn't. And uh, well, I overcame my adversities and I've yeah. forgiven my father, you know. Do you see Italians today suffering from the discrimination on the war on mafia? Or for having been slaves in the South, right? Yes. The Italians were brought in as slaves, too, in significant yeah. for a while. So, so there is a perspective in all of this. And, and the other thing I wanted to bring up is that from a biblical point of view, there are things much worse. For example, which is worse biblically, polygamy or witchcraft? Witchcraft by far. By far, yeah. All I mean, right. Polygamy is actually accommodated in the Mosaic law. Exactly. Now I'm going to hit a nerve with this one. Which is worse, slavery or homosexuality? Homosexuality by far. By far. By far. I mean, it, and it I think that's something we need, to, we need to herald that. I mean, come on, guys. Our priorities are all mixed up. You have got to love a clip that ends with them saying our priorities are all mixed up. I don't care why they're saying it. It's very, <laughs> you are correct, sir. Your priorities are all mixed up. <laughs> But they're this also correct the, uh, in their interpretation clip. of the Bible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, they are. The, the Bible 100% values, says slavery is fine, and 100% says uh, being gay is not. Mm -hmm. They're just wrong about which what they're supposed to actually believe. Like, <laughs> do you believe the Bible or do you believe current society? Yeah, we yeah. figured some shit out since... Yeah, no the kidding. thousands of years ago that that stuff was written. Yeah, like, I don't know. I just don't know how. I mean, I guess I, yeah. I, I... It is shocking, <sighs> though, to, to hear someone in modern day times trying to downplay the badness of slavery. Like, gleefully, Dan. Shocking. Their little smirks on their faces as they sort of, they, and they know they're saying something that is, that is incendiary. That's that's yeah. horrifying, right? That's and wrong. Gonna really, morally, that's, well, they don't know that it's morally wrong, but they know they're going to set off people, um, right? And that people are going to be, you know, find this offensive um, <laughs> because it is offensive. The you know, essentially, let's just. I mean, the Bible is offensive. The Bible's awful. It's a terrible book. Yeah. And if you're trying to like, and if you have to sit there and ignore, like most Christians do, ignore these bad parts and ignore like how clear it is on certain issues, right? Yeah. Then oh, what are you doing? Why are you just, what, what are you, what have you, why this attachment to this piece of shit book? If you right. have to just like pick out these little parts here and there where Jesus kind of sort of sounds like an okay guy, right? Like, yeah. If you just if you guys would just listen to yourselves, just you guys play the clip back for yourselves until you hear it. Because what you just did was downplay the badness of slavery. Yeah. That's what you did. Yeah.
Well, and then also just the classic old white guy thing of just like, um, you know, I mean, I have my challenges in my life. Oh, the my God. The implication here, of course, is that, you know, come on, black people. Right? <laughs> like, Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> what's wrong with you? you? You know? I Yeah, exactly. It, I faced one challenge, and therefore yeah. all of the institutional challenges that you face... And I, Get over th it. There's actually a funny little nugget. If the rest of it wasn't also awful, there's this also an awful funny nugget in it where he's, he's talking about his father's mental illness and he goes, and I found a way to forgive him. Right. <laughs> he doesn't go into Great. details like what his father maybe did, right. but he's couching it all in terms of mental illness. And it's like, uh, if he was really mentally ill... Yeah, <laughs> like, and maybe he wasn't in control of his faculties or whatever, like, or just, and the, the other point of that, the, the other thing about that is, he, I love somebody going, well, I grew up with a mentally ill father and hor in a horribly ab abusive environment, and look at me, I turned out great, no problems here, slavery's okay too, everybody, <laughs> by the way, I have no problems. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely sorted out. There's nothing wrong with me. Slavery's fine. Stop whining about it, everybody. Uh, well, listen, we had some folks write into us uh, and call into us, and so uh, let's let's uh, let's get to that. Uh, Nathan wrote in, uh, and he's referencing. Uh, somebody who uh, who wrote into us last week. He says, uh, "Ex Mennonite and Seminary Dropout." I am responding to Paul of the email this last week uh, regarding the Brethren in Christ Church. Hmm. While I agree that Mennonites, BIC, and other Anabaptists have some great programs, and am proud of my ancestors who refused to fight in wars for their con for their conscience, there are distinct institutional violences. Hmm. Remember, we talked about this too. Uh, yeah. Paul had said had, had talked about how uh, it was nice that that they didn't that they weren't as violent, <clears throat> right? Uh, while the academic side of the Mennonite Church is peaceful, accepting, and open uh, to the point that it turned me into an ally for the LGB for LGBTQ plus causes, the Mennonite Church has quote royalty or certain families with privilege. They ignored a prominent theologian's sexual abuse of members for a very long time and have a preference for harmony over taking stands that are pro-LGBT or concerned about economic justice. Oh, wow. Mainly so that they can take in the money from the two-thirds extremely conservative parts of the church. Hmm. Our obsession with peace brings us to shunning healthy conflict. My experience with the Mennonite church is obviously less than less peachy than Paul's in the BIC but it should serve to remind not to remind uh, that not all violence is physical and religious institutions can commit violence on basis of policy interesting so thanks for writing in Nathan yeah. I yeah I think that that's a very valid point that not all violence is physical hmm. and it is a violence to not take a stand when an injustice is right there in front of you, hmm. that's a and 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 also to do nothing when uh, when bad things are happening in the world, including I gotta say you know fighting not all wars are just, but there may have been some wars that they weren't participating in that kind of needed to 
to be fought. And so, yeah, as as uh, as the quote says, and I don't know who it's attributed to, you know, silence always takes the the side of the oppressor. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, huh. We had somebody call into us, did we not? We did. Yeah. This is um, Barry calling in, <clears throat> and uh, so uh, we've we talked about. Um, BYU, that's Brigham Young University. Right. Um, and the fact that Brigham Young was uh, pro slavery, terrible, terrible racist. Oh, um, yeah. Obviously. Um, and, uh, and so a lot of people are out there in the world are sort of questioning uh, should Brigham Young, as a historical figure, have his name on something like, you know, the LDS Church's university down in Provo? Brigham, yeah, they're, Brigham they're sort University. of flagship uh, yeah. educational in, in portal. So much so that they've rebranded their other schools to be, you know, BYU, to, Idaho, right? Or BYU, right. like they've, they've, they're all in on this guy, right? Yeah. And, um, and, and so, yeah, it's, it, and obviously, um, but like we, the took calls, the, the, we, we took the, the, the stance that, like, well, yeah, but the LDS Church doesn't ever apologize for anything, and to do that, they would have to acknowledge some past racism and, yeah, and actually and, address and it. And they, they are slow to change in the best of times. Right. When, the, when they're under fire, it's basically never going to happen. Well, <laughs> right. Barry has some, some thoughts yeah, exactly. about that. Hey, guys. Barry from the Phoenix area again. Just wanted to comment on uh, you guys mentioning that BYU uh, might never change the name and uh, offer a possible solution for that. Uh, see, I follow college sports pretty closely, uh, particularly college football. And currently, the NCAA and the Southeastern Conference are essentially targeting the state of Mississippi, uh, banning them from participating or, sorry, hosting any uh, championship games or official tournaments until they change their state flag. So I thought maybe something similar um, for BYU, if enough people write in or call the NCAA, start some sort of petition or something like that, uh, at the very least it would force them to address why they refuse to change the name. Mm -hmm. um, just a thought. Keep up the good work. You guys have a good day. Yeah, that's great. See, now that's brilliant. Yeah. you got to hit them where it hurts. Yeah, And, and where it hurts is... College sports. Be, they have... <laughs> There's some pride in mm -hmm. sports. Yeah. I mean, BYU has lots of rules, uh, including things like students can't have tattoos, for example, unless they play sports, at which point <laughs> a, a lot of those rules get very, very wobbly. So I think that that, you know, you start threatening their sports, uh, an old Cougar Stadium might not be quite so, so hospitable to the uh, to the founder's name. I feel like though, I feel like there's an easy out, which is that BYU should just rebrand the way KFC did. No, we're not <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. We're just KFC now. Uh, BYU can just be like, no, it doesn't stand for anything. It's just it's like the Learning Channel. Remember when there was a Learning <laughs> Channel, and then they were just like, no, we're just TLC. It doesn't stand for that anymore. So Nobody learned anything anyway. It's BYU University. It's just, just BYU. <laughs> Where do you go to BYU? What does that stand for? BYU. It's it's yeah, just it's letters. Just what you call it. 
It's just a bunch of letters. Get over it. I don't, I don't think they're going to fool anyone with that one, though. Oh, I think, man. I don't think that works. I think there, it's, boy, like, it's obviously, I don't even, I don't really <laughs> even know if this would work. Right. No. Like, like BYU you, is, and, and the LDS church mainly, that's the real issue. Uh, they are loathe to bend to this kind of pressure especially but they are young like this is their guy like like joseph smith is obviously a big pivotal deal but brigham young holy crap this is his church this is they are the brighamites if you actually sort of look at how the branch of mormonism like split they they're the biggest one they're the most successful in numbers and monetarily of any of the Mormon okay. movement, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I I think that the reorganized church would kill to have anywhere near that hundred billion. Oh, if, if they could have one billion, they'd be pretty happy. Oh my God, no kidding. And so like, um, yeah, the, they 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 they're not giving up on on this guy. He is yeah. their foundational guy. No matter how much script like. The, the, the story of Mormonism is that it's Joseph Smith. These guys, y- you can't do it without Brigham Young. Yeah, it's true. As a key it's figure. True. So they're going to, but they're, uh, sooner but or the later, they're going to have to figure out w- what they're going to do. But it's not going to be by uh, throwing old brother Brigham under the bus. Well, there's also the trick of, okay, so let's say that they do finally acknowledge the racist history of Brigham Young and they want to get rid of that. Guess what? They're going to have to change the name of every fucking building on that campus because Abraham Smoot was a racist. And like all of these guys that that have things named after them were wildly racist people. Yeah. And apparently like even like the the law school, I I didn't even, I don't remember what, what the issue was. But Reuben C. Clark or whatever is a problematic figure, right? (laughs) And so they got nobody. (laughs) They're 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 fucked. Yeah. So yeah, just just change the whole religion. Just (laughs) if they want to get good on race, they do. Jettison the whole thing. Yeah. All right. Do we have some folks to thank? We do indeed, Dan. Uh, We have three new patrons. Okay. Who signed up on Patreon? They went to our website, oh. thankgodimatheist.com, and clicked on the support tab and followed it on over to, to Patreon. Uh, so we have one new deacon, uh, oh. Glaurung the Deceiver. Ah, yeah. A, a Tolkien reference. Yes. I, I don't know if I said that correctly. We have a new priest, E.W. Oh. E-Dubs. E- E-Dubs. Um, Looks like e- we might be welcoming E-dubs back into the oh. fold. Um, Welcome back to the fold. <laughs> we we can now see these kind of details. Yeah, um, you've, you've got the priesthood this time. That's yeah. good. Woo. And then uh, <laughs> we have a new elder, Dan. Whoa. Robert. Robert. Well, peace be upon all of you. You guys are amazing. Uh, look, it's not that hard to become one of the best people in the world. All you have to do is go to our website and click click that tab and uh and you're on your way to being one of the best people in the world like all of these people and so thank you guys so much and we got one more them, we've got our 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 top donor dan our lord and savior davis the bestest of the best people in the world
Hey, Dan. Yeah. What was your first idea or your first sense of, 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 of or mental image, rather, of Jesus when you were growing up? Uh, well, here's the thing. Mormonism went hard for a couple of images <laughs> in our time. Uh-huh. There was handsome, handsome-ish, long-haired. I mean, it's that long-haired white Jesus guy in the red robe. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the, the Jesus yeah. of Mormondom. Yep. They just switched him up, by the way. They just barely launched basically a different white Jesus. They have new, there's new Jesus? Yeah. No. Yeah, they went for another guy. He's a little more gaunt. I didn't like him. Anyway. Oh, really? Okay. Huh. But yeah, you you got yourself a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, flowing-maned, beautiful Jesus. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, there's the, there's also the uh, the sculpture that's on temp that was on Temple Square that was so was was so handsome, but very much <laughs> the the Northern European Jesus, which seems true to the uh, the time and place of the Bible, right? Yeah, yeah. That, 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 I mean, it's it's all I've ever seen of Jesus. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Definitely, in our growing up, there were no images of a Middle Eastern or Black Jesus. Oh, that's dear for God, sure. No. Are you kidding me? How dare you? Sacrilege. Right. Hmm. Well, recently uh, there was a dust up when a uh, a pretty popular, though possibly fairly controversial, uh, activist named Sean King basically said. You know, he basically pointed out that with all of the uh, all of the racist statues coming down, why are we leaving up white Jesus? <laughs> it's basically it's basically uh, a tool for white supremacy in the United States, and uh, and he called for them to come down, and then all of hell. <laughs> Done broke loose, and uh, everybody in the world started screaming, and all of the Christians started running around in circles like they were on fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think social pressure could be brought to bear on the idea of white Jesus, but your Jesus statue, as long as it's on your property, right? Uh, well, we're, yeah. Like, it's if it's on government property, yeah, but we already had reason to get rid of that. It, like, yeah. Like we that, want we, even we even black Jesus. That. We want off of the government property. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, like, but um, it, you know, it, it also kind of like if you do want your racist uh, uh, general on a horse statue on private property, we probably don't. You know, just, what are we gonna do? Right. Right. It's People are gonna fucking, be mad about it. Yeah. Exactly. We're say. You know, and call you out for it, but like, um, you can do that. We're talking yeah. about public space and who cities and uh, public organizations are choosing to honor, right? And right. We already don't do that for Jesus, so. But that's not what Christians hear when they hear, "Hey, take down white Jesus." What yeah. Christians hear when they hear that is. They're oppressing us again. They're coming for our Jesus. They're going to use guns and make us take him down or whatever. And uh, and they are losing their damned minds about the damn thing. I know. It's They're amazing. Silly. But but can we stop and just point out the fact that he, he's right? That mm-hmm. black Jesus 
or white white Jesus mm-hmm. is 100% white supremacy propaganda. Yeah. The image of Jesus as a white person is just to make white people feel superior and feel, you know and and then and this was a beautiful move on the part of white Christians in America anyway when they for, started forcing their Christianity on the slaves that they had brought over mm. from Africa mm. and made them accept white Jesus as their as as their <laughs> uh, image of of deity yeah well I think white people would have a really hard time right right with a, a, an ethnically and sort of you know correct eastern yeah <laughs> jesus that the, the, like i think they would probably get behind the no graven images like really fast right like <laughs> be a great way to enforce that yeah <laughs> yeah you know what that's a very good point because the bible specifically prohibits them from making an image of jesus yeah they just ignored that part right and made him white and then they Lest made him white. anybody be confused <laughs> By the story in the Bible, right. this Jesus is white. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do do, don't sure, maybe some of the other ones, you know, Cain was dark and uh and oh, yeah. you know and uh, at least if you go by certain narratives, Ham's wife who was they who's traditionally considered Egyptus, she was black and so blackness continued through there, but uh everybody else was in the bible all the good people them's white folk in spite of the fact that literally and you can you can look this image up somebody at one point uh did a map of the world and then drew this tiny little circle in the middle east and said everything in the bible happens within this little circle Mm. and that is true and it's all in this tiny little thing and and oh, now I should say there are white people in the Bible. It's just that all of the white people in the Bible are the Romans who are the cops that killed Jesus, not Jesus his damn self. <laughs> so I mean, you say white. I mean, we are saying Italian, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, they didn't used to be white. That's true. They've only recently been granted whiteness. The Italians. Only in the last uh, half century or so. Anyway, I just think it's amazing that, like, first the the Christians, what they of course glommed onto with Sean King saying uh, that images of white Jesus should come down. What they glommed onto was, oh no, they're coming, they're gonna, they're attacking our Jesus. Mm. But what they should have, but that's an obvious deflection from the fact that he's one hundred percent correct. Even if you take their fucking religion to be true, even if you believe in Christianity, Mm -hmm. he's still right. It's still a white supremacy thing that you're holding on to, (laughs) that imagery. And until until you can reconcile that, guess what? All of the claims about your religion being like institutionally racist... You're not going to get past them. Yeah. You're not going to get around them. The imagery is right there in your damn church. Yeah. Yep. I think it's amazing. I you, think 
it's very funny to watch people like Mike Huckabee just scream and shout about about something that nobody's calling for, which is like nobody's saying that the government should force no. these churches to get rid of this. No. And that's a that's that's the dodge that he did. That's that's the non sequitur that he went after was that the government can't come and make you take down your image of Jesus. No, no one's calling for that. Right. What we're calling for is for you to acknowledge how fucking racist your religion is. Yeah. But, you know, they that would be hard. Well, and again, there's there's your whiteness, right? Yeah. No longer associated with your God. Yeah. Right? And that is, like, like, I put myself back into kind of the mindset of, like, okay, like, here I am, I'm in Mormon church, right? And if they rolled out an actual Semitic Jesus, right? Yeah. I know that I would have had a problem with that. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I know that. I know that. And I know that everybody around me would have just been like, <gasps> but thank God I'm no longer there. Right? Right. And, and believing things like, no, I'm not racist. Right? Right. Totally. <laughs> and And boy, the second you rolled out that image to all of those white Mormons in that church and they all gasped. And then you just said, well, are you being racist? Oh, they would have instant justifications for why they're not being racist just right. because they reject this dark Jesus, this dusky Jesus that has been placed in front of their eyes. Oh my God, like, that's amazing. The, the, the defense mechanisms kick in fast and they kick in hard and yeah. it, and that's not a mormon thing that is just a that is a comfortable in your in your privilege yeah. thing uh honestly uh if we were weren't in these covid times a wonderful thing to do would be to go down during general conference and hold up like, an image and yeah like uh actually it couldn't be an actual image of jesus but it more accurately portray jesus and it'd and, be pretty and, impressive and if you got people. an actual image of him <laughs> but ask people like ask people how they feel about it yeah right how do you feel about you know like and ask him a couple questions that get him to the point of now you show them the picture well isn't this what that person would look like and why not and that, right. watch them squirm because they yeah. know they know they would know yeah but they were just outed and yeah, then they'd exactly. have to try to figure it out on the fly. And oh my God, it'd be amazing. That'd be amazing footage to have. I wish yeah. we could do it. Well, but. maybe maybe next uh non corona uh conference we'll we'll pull something like that. We should. I'm gonna put that on my um post uh COVID nineteen list of things. I have right. right right here. Actually, I have it. Um <laughs> So, okay, I'm writing it down. Look right. for that, everybody, sometime in the year 2027, when we can all finally come out of our holes again. Absolutely. But, it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if you would like to talk to us at all about what color your Jesus is, please feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or... You can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist, and click the like button. And while you're on Facebook, search for 
the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group. We will let you in. Also, follow us on Twitter at TGIAtheist. Yeah, please do that. Uh, hey, speaking of Facebook, thanks to Amy for being a moderator there. We're gonna we're looking for some new moderators, uh, so feel free to uh, to write in if if that's something that you're willing to do, and if you feel like you have uh, a good sense of the the members only lounge. We're we're, we're trying to beef up the moderation, uh, but thanks so much to Amy for being part of that, and uh, thanks to Mackenzie also uh, for for being there for us and still posting stuff on the on the web on, on the facebook page yeah amazing and a big thanks goes out to the red rock hot club and to gordon johnston for the use of their music and thanks to you guys for tuning in we appreciate you thanks guys bye-bye Maybe those maybe those Muslims were onto something, Dan. <laughs> With what? With the whole like you know wearing masks thing, right? Oh. Like, like they were way ahead. Like Muslim women were way ahead of the curve. <laughs> you you trying to work up some uh, some uh, some B roll for the end of the show? <laughs> some cut some outtakes. Uh, no. <laughs> No, how dare you? You know that they, they were claim that that there are ladies who are claiming that, that that's what's next. The first they make us wear masks, pretending that it's about COVID nineteen, and then they'll make us wear burkas. <laughs>